couple things that I want to do this morning. First of all, it's been over a month ago, but I want to tell you a little bit about our experience on our mission trip. In a few weeks, hopefully you'll be getting notes from our students telling you a little bit more about the trip and what we did, and thank you for your financial and prayerful support. Um, but really quickly, I want to tell you about some of the things we did and some of the things um, that God did on that trip, and then um, we'll turn over to our message for this morning. First of all, as we prepared for the trip, as we prepared to leave, I sensed that there was, there was a definite um, strong element of spiritual warfare, and that's not something that I say lightly. It's not something I say quickly. Um, in fact, I was not quick to notice it myself. Um, but we had a couple students um, become ill before the trip. I was ill before the trip. We had car troubles the morning of the trip, and all these things were going wrong. And, and I stepped back and I said, wait a minute. This is not just a coincidence, all right? And it took a friend to point that out to me, that this kind of thing happens before trips, and it's, it has nothing to do with us, and it has everything to do with what God is doing and the ways that the enemy wants to stop that. Um, and so through all of this, I say this to encourage you, when, when I sense um, spiritual warfare in my life, when I sense the enemy's opposition, it does remind me, first of all, that what we're doing matters. It reminds me that what we're doing is not just a human purpose, but it's God's purpose. But more than that, it reminds me that God is present. And I think that's a beautiful thing, because if you, if you step back and you look at spiritual warfare that way, when you see forces of evil at work, all it can do is prove to you that there's a God who is good. The more that the enemy's purposes become evident in your life, the more God's goodness will become evident in your life. Um, and so I want to give God glory for that. And as we went through the trip, I was, I was really um, struck with this sense that what we were doing mattered. And that was something that I, I was worrying about. You know, what if, what if we were just doing this trip because we had to check off a box and do a mission trip? What if we were going to Kentucky because it just seemed like the obvious thing to do considering the tornadoes? Um, but the things that we got to do there were really powerful and really touched some lives. Um, when we arrived, we were in Russellville, Kentucky, which is the county seat of Logan County, Kentucky. It's about a half hour from uh, Bowling Green and about an hour and a half from Owensboro, Kentucky. And uh, when we arrived, one of the first things we did um, was gather at the town square. We did, we did a um, driving tour of the region, and it was, it was really eye-opening because we've, we've heard some of the reports, but to see how the tornadoes affected that area, um, we'd drive past a forest and all the trees are knocked over. And I just, I'd never seen anything of that magnitude. Um, we drove past a church whose steeple had been knocked down. Um, and we were told about how the families in the region, um, anytime they hear a tornado siren, um, they have like PTSD responses. And that's something that we don't put up with. Um, my grandparents, if they hear a tornado siren, they go back to sleep. <laughs> uh, and that's just not the reality that they're living in, in Kentucky and in those regions. Um, and so many families lost, um, yes, parts of their house, possessions, but some of them lost animals and livestock. Some of them lost uh, loved ones. Um, and so just hearing about the heartache there 
um, and the spiritual need, the ways that even um, the pandemic has affected that region the last several years was really eye-opening and heartbreaking. Um, we gathered at the town square for a time of worship, and we went into the community to pray over, um, yes, the houses and the streets, but also the ministry we would have there. Um, some of the things we did, uh, we were all in different places throughout the week. We were joined by a youth group from a church in Maryland. Uh, it was really cool to get to know them, um, see their fire, um, get to know their names and, and have fun with them and work alongside of them. Some of us uh, got to work at a place called the Center of the Mark Teen Center. Um, it's kind of like a youth group uh, ministry for teens in uh, Russellville. And we stayed there. We, we slept there. We had our meals there. But we were also able to serve them in a special way. They're looking to um, create a facility in their building for groups to come in, spend the night, have hot showers, have uh, bunks to sleep in. And um, part of what we did was installing wiring um, and plumbing and framing for them. Um, that was a project that uh, Bill and Kobe and Keaton and I got thrown into for a day and a half. And um, it was definitely outside of our comfort zone, but it was good to be able to serve in that way. Uh, several of us got to serve at the Good Samaritan area um, or facility and the um, Concerned Citizens facility. They had received a lot of donated goods from places like Walmart, but didn't have anything to do with them, didn't know what to do with them, were, were frankly overwhelmed by it, and we were able to help them sort through it and organize it um, so that they can distribute it effectively. Probably the most powerful uh, ministry opportunity that we had while we were there, and it's an ongoing ministry opportunity. Um, I'm, I know that several other groups to follow us have still interacted in this same ministry, but there's a lady in the region, her name's Kathy, you can pray for her. Um, she was affected by the tornado, but to understand her story, um, you have to realize that she lost a son um, 13 years ago to leukemia, and the only reason that that is relevant today uh, is because when the tornado came through, it destroyed part of her single wide trailer and took a lot of the keepsakes and photos that she had to remember her son um, and dug up a lot of that grief. Um, Kathy has um, gotten to a point where she's, if not bitter at God, um, doubts that he's good, doubts that he exists, doubts that he has any good purpose for her life. Um, and what we went to do was to tell her, look, look at this. There are people who God has sent to take care of you. And we're in the process of building her a new home um, for her and her son. She's got horses. We're going to hopefully build a structure for them. Their stable was destroyed. We were able to um, pull down some trees that, were, that had fallen, but were in a really dangerous, precarious position um, and make, make it a lot safer for her and for her animals. So you can pray for Kathy. She's got a lot of, of hurt um, and pray that as we meet her physical needs, um, that she'd find that God's there for her spiritual needs as well. On the final um, evening that we had together uh, on our mission trip, um, our trip leader, his name's Gene, um, he asked us uh, a question that I hope we'll all remember for a long time. He asked us, what work do you believe God's begun in you this week? And, and he read for us, I believe it's Philippians 2.13, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. And recognizing 
that God did start a new work in each of us that week. How are we going to be uh, faithful stewards of that work? Knowing that he's ultimately faithful to complete it, but how are we going to submit to that work? How are we going to um, let God do that work? How are we going to pursue that work alongside him? And, and we turned to um, somebody else in the group and we prayed with them. And um, I wish I could, I could tell you all of the things that we had to share. I think a lot of us had a renewed passion for service and ministry. Um, some of us had a, a renewed passion for just being other-centered. Sometimes it's so easy to get focused um, on, on ourselves or on getting through the next day that we forget to put others first. Um, and ultimately, while I want to thank you a lot for um, all the pr- prayerful and financial support for the ministry we were able to do, um, I can also not thank you enough for making this trip possible for the impact that it has on us as a youth ministry, as a church. Um, these summer mission weeks give us more waking hours together than we get um, in a whole year of Wednesday night and Sunday mornings. So one week at a mission trip gives us more waking hours together than a whole year of Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings combined. I did the math. Um, and, <laughs> and that's really powerful because it's really hard to build a relationship with someone when you see them for 50 to um, 75 minutes uh, once, twice a week. And that gives us an opportunity to um, encourage each other in ways that we can't the rest of the time. It gives us an opportunity to be transparent with one another. Um, it gives uh, us as leaders an opportunity to just be transparent and visible in front of our students uh, for a prolonged period of time. And they can see how we respond when, when things don't go the way we planned, when um, things are hard. And... I, I had the opportunity and the great blessing of getting to know our students a little better on that week, and that really helps me to know, hey, how do I need to invest in these relationships better? How do I need to challenge our students? How do I need to um, pour into them? What's the next step for our relationship? What's the next step for our ministry? So thank you so much. Um, Because of your financial contributions, I think I've shared this before, um, all of our base costs for the trip were covered Um, And that's a huge blessing because that meant that our missionaries, our students and staff, did not have to um, provide out of their pocket to cover things. The benefit of that was we were able to purchase a new water heater um, for Center of the Mark Teen Center um, and continue to support their their mission so that other groups that come in uh, that maybe weren't able to raise as much funds as we were, they'll have something to work with when it comes to their construction projects and ministries. So thank you to you all for your generosity. Um, You've given above and beyond what I asked or could imagine. And I thank the Lord for that, but I thank you for that as well. Um, That being said, our mission trip was not just one uh, and, and only of our summer mission weeks, summer ministry weeks, but we had two. And we just had camp two weeks ago. Um, And I want to really quickly thank those that um, went on our mission trip. It was Bill and Diane that came alongside me to support um, Kobe, Keaton, Ellie, Lydia, Becca, and Evie uh, on our mission trip. But on our camp, I also want to thank those that served. That would be uh, Susan Arthur, Steve Arthur, um, Bill, Margie, um, just looking for faces to try to make sure I don't forget anyone. Brian, 
uh, Mike Greco, Lauren Doris, Judy Muller, uh, Emily Lindenkugel. I know I'm forgetting someone, but oh, <laughs> and Mariah. <laughs> uh, can't forget that one. Uh, that would not be good. Thank you for thank you for reminding me now. That'd be that'd be really awkward later. Um, Thank you. Uh, it was a great week, and it could not have been possible without our staff. Um, I know that I may have mentioned to some of you last year we were perhaps a little understaffed, and that's a constant um, struggle, but this year we had uh, a really solid staff team. Uh, we were able to set up really smoothly, tear down really smoothly, um, and it really freed up uh, Aaron and I, my co-director, um, to focus on the programming and the elements of camp um, and not have to be stretched so thin, and that was a huge blessing. I really sensed that um, God was working in, in our lives and also in the lives of our students, and, and hopefully um, in the lives of our greater church. So with that, um, that brings us to our message. Clint asked me to share a little bit of what we talked about uh, at camp, and the unique challenge of that is that uh, if I just present uh, something that I presented at camp, all the teenagers will tune out because they already heard it, and you'll tune out because it was directed at teenagers. <laughs> um, and so I just want to ask the Lord's blessing on our time together in his word. Um, so would you pray with me? Dear God, thank you for this place. Thank you for your word. Your word is light. Your word is truth. And God, as we talk about what it looks like to love you with undivided hearts and the things that maybe get in the way of that, would you soften our hearts? Would you make them ready to hear your word, ready to change, ready to follow your spirit wherever it might lead us? That we would build our lives not on the things of this world, but on your love. It's in your mighty and precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.